0: Ospo is all about connection with your customers and your team. But what if your tools could also connect? That's where Square comes in. Square for restaurants connects your front of house to your back of house, your team to their schedules, and connects new revenue streams with your marketing to reach new customers. Whether you have one location or many, Square has everything your business needs to connect your vision to reality. Learn more by com slash restaurants. Welcome to another Principal of Hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Sean DeVries. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode principle of hospitality has been developed to tell the stories of professionals within the dynamic world of hospitality, where straight-talking, ethically-minded, and a reliable online source of information and inspiration for people in the hospitality industry. Now with today's show, today we are thrilled to have Talina Menzies joining us. With a wealth of experience and expertise in the hospitality sector, Talina has been instrumental in driving change and fostering a positive work environment for those that they work with. In this episode, we will be discussing a range of topics, including both people development, mental health, team culture, self-sustainability, and embracing change for the better. With all that being said, I'm looking forward to doing this podcast today. Hey Talina, how are you?
1: Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's
0: nice to finally meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've been following you for such a long time and I suppose I haven't reached out for a while because uh, I just got so excited about what you're doing and I, I worried that maybe you'd say no to doing a podcast. So <laughs> when you did say yes so quickly, like I was, I was really humbled by that. And it's a conversation that I've really wanted to have with you for a while as I've been watching everything that you're doing in the hospitality space. So thanks for coming on. Let's start out by talking about how you started out in the industry. What got you to this point where you're creating such great change in the hospitality industry?
1: Yeah, it started over in WA, born and bred. Very proud of WA and where I've come from. Started in five-star hotels at the Hyatt and uh, yeah, cut my teeth in the industry in WA. And like most people do, I took on some bigger roles as I grew and developed in the industry and then did fly over the other side of the world and <laughs> seek more training and stuff like that and personal growth. So did, yeah, oh, like I said, Perth has my heart and family and stuff. So definitely learn a lot over there, learn a lot of what not to do and what not to accept out of the industry. And it was pretty eye opening. I think people always think it's bigger and better, but I think I'm really proud of what this country fosters and what we do over this side of the world. So yeah, definitely it was good to come home and yeah, spent quite a bit more time in in WA growing into my first head chef role and the role is just growing organically over time but yeah really excited about what the industry has installed for the next chapter and where it's come from but yeah I'm a chef through and through mm. I've got a very big role now I've still come from the same place in uh, as everyone else <laughs> yeah love the industry super passionate about the industry and the future of the industry so are you happy
0: that your career started in wa and I, i'd speak to that I, I lived in wa for a short period of time but i'm also born and bred from sa and i think i think I'm for, i feel unfortunate to start in a, in the a, in a part of the country which is a bit smaller allowed me maybe to hone my craft to bit more and give me a bit more time. Are you happy that you started down in WA or do you ever think about that?
1: Yeah. I've never, nobody's ever asked me that question, but look, WA is, it's like a big country town. It's a beautiful space, a great place to grow up and it's a really small community and a small community of chefs. So I think if I was to look back now and reflect on was that good environment for me? Absolutely. I think maybe ended up being a big fish in a little pond versus the other way around. And the community was, the chef community in the hospitality industry was quite tightening, as they are everywhere around the world. But yeah, it was definitely a really beautiful place to grow up and beautiful produce, produce over there and we're very patriotic about it. our produce yeah. and I love that about WA. I recently just opened a pub over there. It was so good to meet a lot of producers and the passion that comes out of that town in terms of what they do and what they grow and, mm-hmm. and the produce they use. It was great. And I still have a lot of friends over there and we talk to each other all the time and support each other and cheer each other along. So <laughs> it's I'm definitely still one foot in WA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: What do you notice the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast in regards to the hospitality industry?
1: I think Perth is come kind of leaps and bounds. There's a lot of restaurants that I look at and admire what they're doing. And I think we always used to talk about Melbourne and Sydney leading the charge, but have a look in WA. There's some mm. absolutely amazing places over there. A friend of mine's got an amazing sustainable deli and she runs Young George, Melissa Palinkas, and she's doing great things in that space. And we've got such an amazing wine region and I think tr- some of the best truffles they're about to come up. So I think, yeah... Just amazing produce. And you can tell how passionate I am, see? <laughs> it's <laughs> about, a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> about it, hmm.
0: yeah. Let's talk about your role currently. Obviously, you're looking, that's what we said before the podcast, you're looking at over 40 venue in Vicky, in New South Wales, but that means that you're looking after a lot of people. For sure. How do you think about people development and the amount of talent that you have underneath you and how do you make sure you foster growth and success so they have an opportunity like you've had?
1: Yeah, for sure. Look, people are the most important of the puzzle. It doesn't matter what venue you work for, how many hats you've got, people make a venue. And without people, no matter how good you are, no matter how good a leader you are, no matter how good a cook you are, without good people, you don't have anything. It's like a football team. So I think... When I was younger I probably wasn't the best people manager and, and there's a lot of things and through being a product of your environment that I from where the industries come from that I probably wasn't proud of the way that I managed and didn't know how to manage people effectively and I, I probably had a lot of hard times throughout the industry in my mm. younger years finding my way as a head chef and navigating the people management piece and mm. I think in the last ten years since I moved to Melbourne, one of the most amazing parts of that growth for me was I was working really closely with some people that are very close to me within the industry and very successful parts of the company I now work for and and other companies. They really taught me how to lead people and I watched the way that they interacted with people and I realized that focusing on people in your team and watching and help fostering them grow and allowing them Space to make mistakes but in a positive environment and all those sort of things, how much easier my role got. Because if people want to come to work and they're in a really safe environment and they're learning and you're nurturing them, they're getting to want to come to work. Mm -hmm. And the thing about people management is you need to get, as a boss we've all got, KPIs and places we need to get to but you need to be able to get your people to follow you naturally because as a leader you can't just tell people what to do all the time it doesn't work like that the world doesn't work like that that people piece for me really honing in on that cooking comes intuitively right so you do it for so long 25 years on the on and I don't get to cook as much anymore unfortunately but the people piece for me has made my role so much easier is just forgetting about what I want and forgetting about I was quite arrogant when I was young and I thought about me but switching that focus and putting it back into my people and my team that work, and I always use the the terminology my team, nobody works for me, we work together, and just changing the language around that, that people piece for me has, over the last 10 years, and people are complicated (laughs) because we're all different, right? We all Mm. learn differently, we all communicate differently, but if you can get that and if you can concentrate on that piece, man... The world is a better place, and the industry is a better place, and it makes work so much easier. If you can hone in on new people, they want to be there, and they're happy to be there, and they're happy to come on that journey with you.
0: Yeah, agree. Yeah. Can I ask you, like you said, you had some challenges in the way that you managed, and then you made this change to where you are now. I think about my career in the same way. Like I, I feel sorry for the people who I managed in my early twenties and the yeah. way that I work with them. Like. Sometimes I just I feel like I should write them a Christmas card and just apologize yeah. mean like in some of the ways that I had conversations with them. for sure. But then I think about the moment that changed for me and made me a better leader. What was that moment for you? Can you reflect on that? What made you change? Was that a person? Was that a role? Was that a brand?
1: Yeah, I think just, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can quite pinpoint a time, but mm. like I said, I there's some things that I'm definitely, I'm not I'm still not perfect now, let's put that straight, and I don't think anybody is, and we all make mistakes, we're human beings. But yeah, there's definitely a way that I managed when I was younger that, and like I said, I use the term product of your environment. Mm. The industry was harsh, and it was hard and fast, and it was some in some ways some of the situations when I reflect now, and I didn't... Quite know it at the time, but I look back on it now because we have things have changed and for the better. You look back on it now and you're like, Man, that was really bad! Yeah, yeah, the fact that one, I was in that environment, but also, like I said, that product of your environment, you the way you're spoken to and the way you tend to do that to others, and that that goes for other parts of life. And we've seen that through psychology of people. So, I think, yeah, that I've spent some, I've actually had some dark times to be honest, reflecting on that and now that we talk about that and thank god the industry we're very open and we call out shit behavior My my mm. french and we've it's not acceptable anymore and i have spent times and i look back where i am now and i'm really proud of where i am now like i said i'm not perfect but it, it, i have had some dark times actually reflecting on the way that i've spoken to people and things like that like managed really loudly and my expectation was that everybody was going to work as hard as me and cook like me and do what my expectation is. But the reality of life and managing people is nobody is ever going to be yourself. I think when that changed in my mindset that you can't expect people to do, have, the, care as much as you sometimes or work like you or you replicate something like you. Because I think we put a lot of expectation on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why i've worked hard and I, I throughout my roles done and we not so much an our but just put so much into it is my own expectation never yeah. been an expectation of my bosses or my owners of companies that i've worked for but it's my own expectation mm. and expecting the same out of other people like you i was i was becoming disappointed at times but it was my expectation that was driving that and yeah i think yeah when i did start to change and reset my expectation of what wins were and also being able to manage pressure in a role I think and that comes with growth and just age and experience and the pressure that I was under when I was young and taking on your first head chef job versus what pressure I feel now doing the same task is very different. Mm. So quite often when I was younger you would feel under pressure so that pressure would roll downhill yeah definitely parts where i reflect and it It actually has made me quite sad at times reflecting on it and like you said feel like calling people up and being like man i'm sorry for Mm. yelling at you or beasting you that time in the kitchen but definitely you can't spend too much time looking back and what we can now focus on is making sure that we create a really wholesome and safe and inclusive environment and thank god the next generation expect more and so they should Yeah, Um, totally agree. And we call out poor behaviour and the industry is definitely becoming such a more attractive environment for people and it's so great to see a lot of people and of all different backgrounds coming back into the industry. And when I was younger, there was a lot of like female identifying people in the industry and they never what I saw and obviously myself going through 20 something years and of the industry a lot of them dropped out of the industry and because and, it was really harsh environment and harsh on hours flexibility having family all those sort of things and I think it's definitely changed and taken a 360 and now we're We have so many more people knowing that they can have a balanced life and that it's a better environment and it's making the industry a lot more attractive again which is really great to see where we've come from, where we are now and I'm really excited for where we're headed in the future. But yeah, definitely a lot of self-reflection but I think that then inspires us to be better and try and leave our mark a little bit on the industry in a positive light.
0: I want to step back a bit before we step forward. A lot of people who, obviously, this is an industry podcast, right? So a lot of people who, I imagine all the people who listen to this, work, work and live in the industry, live and breathe it, I should say. In those times that had been challenging for you, what made you stay? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people, myself included, who decided at one point, like, far out, should I get out of the hospitality industry? This mm. is really this is really hard. <laughs> this week is hard, this month is hard, this year is hard. And not this just this day is hard or this service is hard. But what made you decide you wanted to stay?
1: I guess everybody I've had those weeks. And I think especially when I've burnt out. And I think like most people not most people but like you senior roles multiple restaurants sort of those high pressure roles have probably burnt out along along the way and yeah you'd sit back and reflect and go what am i doing but and i think covid was a big time where a lot of people sat and had time to i think it was the only time and i had some time off but it was the only time in 20 something years that i actually stopped And that's when you, I don't know if it's a good thing because (laughs) I went into this bit of a rabbit hole and I think I got myself in a bit of a rut where I was like, if we can't work again, what do I do? And I don't enjoy doing anything else And, (laughs) and I don't know how to do anything else. Like I've literally from 17 years old and come out of school and I wasn't an academic by any means. I'm a creative, so I communicate through food and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely have had those times i'd be lying to you if i said i hadn't but look i just love it it's what i live and breathe and it excites me still and i think anybody that doesn't feel excited by it and i spent some time with some kids recently young adults sorry not sure up on a farm i did like a farm tour right and mm. they were so passionate and so excited and i could just see this twinkle in their eye and i thought to myself man this is what it's about yeah. and it really inspired me and i was like I love this and we can all at the end of the day we've got a job to do right we need to make sure we're driving successful business and for our owners and operators and stuff like that and we definitely it can't all be glamorous days f- frolicking around a field with a bunch of <laughs> young chefs and we still have a job to do there's still parts of that sometimes can seem a little bit rinse repeat but yeah I think when I spend moments with Doing different things like that, I go, man, this is, I, I still love this. And I said to them, that they were asking me a lot of questions. And I was like, this is such an amazing industry and it's a community. But if you stop loving it, just get out, just stop. Because I just, I think it's, it is a, it's a passion job. Mm-hmm. It is, you need to live and breathe and love it, I think, in order to be successful and to self sustain through that period. I think otherwise it can, be, it can get to you a little bit. Right? Yeah, a bit. Yeah.
0: When I do really follow you on Instagram, the probably the most, from an outsider's perspective, the most exciting posts that you seem to put up are the ones when you're cooking and when you're putting <laughs> out dishes. And when you say, I've done this dish or I've done this yeah, dish or this yeah. team, team's amazing tonight, they've done a great job or whatever. Mm. What kind of, what does it give you to still go back and cook and inspire on shift? Because I imagine like the push and pull of doing other jobs that you need to do to look after the greater team, looking after forty odd venues, is very different than working your service on a Friday night, right? So, how what does it give you to go back into the kitchen? Does it re-energize oh, you?
1: It does. I when I, I'll tell you when I started realizing what it does is when I would go home, and my partner would say to me because I'd be buzzing, but I wouldn't realize it, and I'd get home, and my partner would say to me, "You cooked today, didn't you?" And I'd be like, <laughs> "Why?" She's because you're different. Yeah, yeah, you're different, and like I said, we've all got a job to do it, and and at the end of the day, I'm I, I'm very lucky in my role where I have do get to see both sides. Probably I'd love to cook a little bit more. Reality is, but when I get to actually do it, that's when I remember again like how much I love it and just working alongside my team and the banter and the just the camaraderie between the team and actually getting to create and feel you know there's only so much satisfaction you can get sometimes I'm sending an email <laughs> yeah, but it has to be done right and that's what I've signed up for but yeah definitely it's interesting that you say that you notice that actually <laughs> because yeah Brie, my partner actually says to me like you're different and I guess for me it's really the battle that I have is trying to balance and I think any role when we take on it's trying to balance trying to get the job done but then trying to find that outlet where you can actually be creative and feel like you're being fulfilled those sort of parts of you working with community or You can, and balance is a hard part, whether it's we're working too much or we're not spending enough time at home. And and I don't think I've ever been good at it. And I go through moments where I'm more aware of it. And I definitely have, I definitely try sometimes if I'm feeling a bit meh, I will try and either stay away from my team because I don't want them to feel the energy that I'm feeling if there's some pressure, or vice versa. I'll try and submerge myself back into the kitchen because I need to feel Mm. good. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. That was a really good question, actually. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think about this when I leave here now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just
0: noticed it the other week and I just thought, wow, that's, re- that's really cool. Yeah, you put out so much great content. Like mm. everything you put out is great. Thank you. But I really enjoy it when you put out the stuff that, when you're cooking.
1: It clearly that means that's where I'm most comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I do. And that's what I mean. Like this industry has got so much to offer and not just as a young chef, but there's definitely so many sectors that you can go in. So you've still got your finger on the pulse and you can mm. still feel like part of it because it is such a great community.
0: Yeah. We've talked about COVID being a sort of line in the sand moment where we've talked about things that, are really important for the hospitality industry and have been on the back burner for a long time, talking points like diversity and inclusion, stuff that is incredibly important, but I think hadn't been really thought about in depth hmm. or, or put into businesses in depth. How have you managed that change in regards to the teams and that kind of stuff that you're looking after and, and having these as critical things that we're talking about as our values, as diversity and inclusion and making sure we treat people with respect and don't overwork people and all those kind yeah. of things like... How has that been a shift sort of in the teams that you've managed? How so have you in terms of
1: the diversity and inclusion yeah. or, the cultures, or, or the culture stuff as well. Yeah, with COVID and I guess like with anything, COVID was great because it actually forced people to stop. So within that time you could stop and really look at yourself and look at your business and have a look at where you're headed. And I think sometimes with any business we just, we look forward so heavily on growth that we forget to stop and actually mm-hmm. look at in order for us to grow and take that next step. You actually need to look at your structure and your culture and things like that because you can't keep progressing forward unless you really focus on those things. Mm -hmm. And I know for us as a company, and I only speak for my experience, so I don't speak on the companies for half by any means, but we grew really quickly and now we've come to this really beautiful place where we know we're going to grow massively, but we've actually stopped a little bit in terms of we're looking at the culture piece. And we've just bought, with one of our acquisitions recently, one of the most important pieces Mm. of that acquisition was People and we Mm. were really lucky with the Sand Hill Road acquisition to have the CEO move over to us and Bianca Dawson and she's amazing in terms of her programs and the culture stuff that she was doing within Sand Hill Road. And we've been so lucky to have her join us and develop more of these programs because we've always had these amazing ideas and I guess no matter whether you're a small company or you're a a single owner operator or a massive company I I have I work for it's really hard sometimes to have the time and the knowledge and the money sometimes to Mm -hmm. actually develop all the things that we should be doing because it's just not possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're big or small but one of the really beautiful things recently is within the acquisition and over the last eight months that we've actually got some amazing people that have been doing such an amazing job In that space that we can actually slow down a little bit and concentrate on that because in order for us to keep growing our training, our development, our culture, our safe spaces programs, our diversity and inclusion and all those things, if you don't have those pillars right, you can't grow. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's that been, yeah, a really nice space to be involved in and just taking a red-hot minute to stop. And I think, yeah, like I said, COVID did wonders for that because people were forced to stop. But I think in business, taking if you are going to grow or just looking at your business as it is and be like, how can I be better? But I think concentrating on making sure your staff uh, feel appreciated. They're backed up if they confront a really difficult situation in front of house mm. and that we empower them to call out shit behavior and that they know that they're supported like mm. even just things like language not standing for people using offensive language in a pub like it might be a table uh, you know that yes they're paying customers and whatever but if they're using horrible terminology and crude jokes and stuff what that makes a team feel like and you need to call that behavior out and then your team feel heard and supported mm. And because as well as we talk about the kitchen, the front of house Mm. perspective, they're dealing with a lot of stuff. And I definitely don't envy that (laughs) sort of part of it, dealing with the customer facing stuff. But just even in terms of our own language and how we talk to people and how we address people, pronouns, all those sort of things, like they're so important. And I think as we put on the executive chef hat or a venue manager or owner operator we have a responsibility to educate ourselves and not to rely on the people that are maybe queers or from different cultures and stuff to educate us like actually seek information and Mm -hmm. education and making sure that we check our environment and our workspace and make sure it is inclusive because I think it's such an important part to make your team feel valued and listened to and heard and seen and I think what that can do for you long-term in those staff wanting to stay because they feel supported is so important. But yeah, we, and quite often businesses can get caught up in the financial stuff, but I would from seeing what the culture stuff is doing within my own workspace, I would I would recommend it to stop and look at it and give it a little health check and make sure that your team are in that, that really good environment because it will definitely pay off tenfold. Love it. Yeah.
0: How do you think a business can make sure they're thinking about safety of their staff and making sure they're feeling comfortable coming into work, whether that be people they're working with or, as you said, customers? We don't often talk about customers in our industry and safety. The great thing about pubs is they can be a real connector with community because they're local. They're like cafes and bakeries.
1: 100%.
0: People shop them all the time because they're around the corner usually from them and they have an affinity towards them. But one thing I noticed with pubs, <clears throat> because people are there more often, and shop them more, they feel more comfortable, therefore they feel they have a right to act how they want. And when you mix alcohol, with, that's usually a, sometimes a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah. How are you guys making sure that you know, the team are safe and uh, feeling comfortable when they come to work? I'm sure that's a challenge.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it's that education piece and letting people know what is acceptable behaviour and what isn't and just mm. making sure that the teams are trained in how to deal with difficult situations. When you deal with a difficult situation, the the most important part is diffusing that in really quickly and I think if you do that in the appropriate manner, and like I said, I go back to my other point, it making you, it then makes your staff feel you're supported and also customers, calling out other Poor behavior and within customers and how that actually makes other customers feel. Yeah. You know, like I actually went to Marco Pierre last night. Very inspirational and he's such a great man. But he was talking about he he was talking about how he was known for kicking people out of his restaurant. Yes. And it was quite funny. He was telling us stories. But also what he said was, and I'm not sure exactly how he said it, but I'll try and do my best. Sorry, Marco, But he talked about every single one of those tables is a paying customer, right? So you can't have just because one table is paying and spending money They shouldn't be upsetting the rest of the people in the restaurant, right? That's a great point. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody's money is the same. And I think, yeah, he definitely said it better than I did. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good way to think of it. And like I said, making sure our customers are safe is is as important as human and making sure that they feel like they can walk into a venue that is safe and inclusive and accepting of all is definitely our aim. And, yeah, The pub stuff and community, I'm so happy to sit in that that pub space. I think throughout different stages of my career I've wanted to do other things but I'm probably outside of my skill set but I feel really comfortable in that space and like you mentioned, the best thing about a pub is they are the centre of community. You go to the pub and play trivia you go when you're having a bad day you mm. go to celebrate a good day or a birthday and, you know you can access them multiple times and i know from working in pubs you build relationships with the regulars and sometimes you offer them somebody to talk to and whatever and you become part of they become part of the family within the workspace as well so yeah that is the beauty of pubs and why they're pretty um, they, yeah, very close to my heart. And even my local pub, not that I get there very often, but it's a space where you walk in with everyone's name and you feel mm. at home, right? It's a nice feeling. Yeah.
0: How are you dovetailing on that? Like, how do you feel we've changed in the industry when we talk about mental health and when we talk about? burnout either front of house or back of house or managers. Managers have to make sure they can navigate many more different conversations that they might have done when we first started out in our career. What do you think we need to do more as an industry to make sure we can support the people that work for us from a mental health sort of angle?
1: There's sort of two pieces of this and I think I'm only just realising this now. After burnouts myself, and I'd be lying if I said I hadn't burned out quite badly through different stages of my career and I think when I was younger and I'd burn out you were just too proud to talk to anyone because you didn't want to let anyone know that you weren't coping but I think the beauty of the industry now is we are so open to conversation and everyone's taking the time to and it's not just about are you okay day and just slapping a, a thing up on your your work page and stuff like that but you need to live and breathe that and you need to make sure that we're actually taking the time to have those conversations and it needs to be scalable as well it's, uh, it's one venue versus 400 venues but yeah the mental health piece thankfully we're discussing it and it's something I think that in order to be a leader first and foremost and we talk about like self-sustainability We need to be okay within ourselves and I think as a leader and what I've probably neglected and I'm sure some people out there can relate is my own mental health. So you get caught up in helping other people and you get caught up in delivering in terms of your work and stuff like that and we really, really neglect ourselves and i think the only way the industry and we can be sustainable as people and make sure that the industry stays alive is if we're making sure first and foremost as a leader and as a person that you are okay and allowing yourself that time and space and i i will quote that i'm definitely not good at it and i have struggled through it and i'm still trying to find the balance so i'm definitely not sitting here and saying that I'm good at it, because I'm not. And it's something that I've really identified even recently that I need to, in order for you to be a good leader, and to lead people and inspire people and all those things and manage people, you have to be okay first and foremost with yourself. And quite often throughout my career and through, like I said, through my own expectation and me working and burning myself out is my own expectation that's driven that, not anybody else. You, yeah, you concentrate on making sure everyone else is happy and safe and, and in, an in even in an inclusive, all these things we're talking about. Yeah. When do you put the time into yourself? Yep. Do you know what I mean? So I think finding that balance in order for you to have a longevity of a career is so important. And I think we need to discuss that more openly. And there is, we talk about checking in on our staff and checking in on teams, but what are we doing for us? Yeah. as Are we filling our own cup enough? Are we checking, who checks in on us? And I think that is something to be mindful of and watch because, yeah, you can get caught up in a rut where you're so concentrated on the business and other people that you all of a sudden go, I'm not okay. And in order for you to continue to work and succeed, like it's very hard then to get back on track if you're not you're neglecting your own mental health. So yeah, I think trying to find that balance between and it's like anything. It's like work, home, partner, my dogs are very part of that pillar. And but yeah, trying to find the balance. Good luck. Because <laughs> if I could write a book and I'd probably be really... It would be a great book. I'm sure mm. it would be a big seller. But if anybody has any tips and tricks on that, please contact me directly. But I think, yeah, trying to find that balance. But, all, yeah, first and foremost, mental health needs to start with yourself. So if, if one bit of advice would be to concentrate on that. But, yeah, like I said, the industry is on this path that is such a beautiful path and it's really nice to see where we've come from. Where we've come from and being 90s in the industry and where we are today and where I think the trajectory is for the future, it's looking good. It's looking really good and thankfully things have changed over the last sort of 20 years. Definitely, yeah, mental health needs to be at the top of everyone's thought process and we can get lost in other things at time but I think investing in your people and making sure that they're okay because if they're not you can't be at your best so yeah absolutely I, I recently actually sent a heap of my chefs my senior team they went to an event for movember i think it was at mo hospo seb at Oco. i think was running a sort of panel and stuff mm-hmm. it was really good it was for for guys to get together and there was some really successful people on the panel and they trucked across to that which was really nice that i sent them off as a team and to listen and because i definitely want them to open up and and talk more about how they feel and how to deal with pressure and how to deal with stress i wish at one stage that somebody had spent talk to me about it and I might have had a different trajectory at different points in my career but I self-managed it (laughs) I'm still here we're not we're definitely not perfect but yeah the beautiful thing is long story short we're, we're definitely it's a conversation and it needs to be had I think we've lost far too many amazing chefs and friends and in the career in the industry and it's really sad so we need to make sure that we band together and stick together and talk to each other and make sure that yeah we're here for a long time
0: I agree can I delve a bit deeper if I can I'll, sh- I'll share something before before I hear what you're going to say as a leader are you testing anything at the moment to make sure that you are getting sort of your needs met or your cup full as you talked about before what I've decided is that I was talking I didn't have much diversity in who I was talking to which makes it really funny because obviously I host a podcast. Um, There's a lot of diversity in who we talk to. But if I talk about my professional world outside of the podcast and everything that we do in regards with my consultancy business, I was pretty much just talking to the same people. So I decided to reach out to other people I knew really well and said, hey, can we just catch up every six to eight weeks just for an hour? I don't want to talk about business. It's not a BDM thing. I don't want to connect with you to – get a lead or anything like that to do anything about this business. I just want to talk about how each other's going. Yeah. And just see how we're going and see if we can help each other just navigate through challenges as they come and have an open discussion. And I reached out to four or five different people. Yeah. And most of them said yes and I was on the start of that pathway. And also, I see psychologist every other month and mm. that kind of stuff. And I think that's always a important path as well. But are you, are you testing anything for yourself at the moment, if I can ask you?
1: No, I definitely. I think that is a really great idea what you've just talked about. And because sometimes when you speak to people that, that know you, you're not getting the right information. You're not yeah. getting the right advice. Hundred percent. I actually met up with a chef, like within the last week and she she follows me on Instagram and she wanted to have a sort of chat about where she was headed and what she was doing and she actually the beautiful thing that and we talk quite a lot on Instagram and go oh that dish is amazing and stuff but she just wanted somebody to talk to in terms of where she said you're a bit of a powerhouse in the industry and I want to this is where I was going and we just talked shop and I think what the really beautiful thing about that was is and what she said, she didn't want people that knew her or were going to be... She wanted to talk to somebody that wasn't, like, emotionally connected or friend-connected and, yep. and stuff. that She could just get some really raw, honest advice and, yep. and how do you do this and what do, you, what do you think the right approach for this? And I think that is a great way to start. And I think um, having that conversation with her the other week was, yeah, definitely something I was like, I need to do this more. Because sometimes it's nice to know that you're not the only one going through X and that they're feeling the same. Yep. That it's not just you. And I think even just those conversations and sometimes, like I said, it's nice to take it away from your partner because you're only getting <laughs> one side of the thing, the story. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that's a great idea. And, yeah, I think I should do the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please let yeah. me know how you go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Is it hard to balance your time in a world now where you have such an amazing profile and I see you working with so many different brands and doing different things and speaking engagements and on panels and supporting brands and stuff like that. Is it tough for you to work out who you're going to support and what you're going to do? You know, you don't burn out yourself. It must be a challenge.
1: Yeah, I'm still not perfect at <laughs> Look, I love doing stuff within the industry even it's nice to step outside my world which is my work world and into something else and it is refreshing even though it's work it still doesn't feel like work to me Mm. it does fill my cup and it Mm. inspires me because I meet new people but definitely I think for myself I'm really conscious of who I talk to and who I work with and the really important thing for me is just making sure that our values align so, I definitely, I will support and really proud to work with different fish people and stuff but and I don't get it there's nothing that's paid or anything like that, but it's I'm very passionate about what I do and what I use and even what I wear. Just see that plug yes um, <laughs> uh, Absolutely. but no, I think, yeah, for me, it's just I love. If I find a product that I love and I support, I want to support it. And especially once I learn the story behind the business and who's growing it or who's making it and where it comes from, I definitely get pretty passionate about a product or a brand. But I, yeah, definitely make sure that aligns with my own values and i have had meetings with there was a very long time ago there was a i was looking at doing a project for youth and i was talking to a uniform company i remember to see if they wanted to support that program and, and for underprivileged youth and stuff and mm. they everything was about them and what i was going to do for them and i just realized that it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't right for me and they didn't really care about the project that I was trying to do. It was like how was I going to promote their product and Mm. how many posts I had to do and stuff like that and (laughs) everything I do is organic and I would never put anything on my profile that I didn't believe in. that I'm not I've got this amazing teeth whitener and I'm going to (laughs) talk the world but yeah look I do a lot but I've definitely you have to pick and choose and I've got to a point where you have to slow down a a little bit and and I've definitely it's that balancing I need to there's points where work has got a lot and I've got projects happening so I need to say no to stuff and Mm. but it's definitely making sure that it aligns with my values and that's really important that you're working with like-minded people Mm. and and stuff like that
0: yeah you get to know that pretty quickly don't you the more you get experience in the industry you understand uh, who's a and who's not? Correct. What the fish part? Why fish? That's super <laughs> interesting. Because I saw you on Landline <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, yeah, been interviewed yeah, about yeah. that as being part of an, uh, an event there. But what made you get excited about that?
1: Oh, I obviously uh, I have a really good relationship with Uma, the fish girl, and she basically supports amazing brands. So she works with amazing. She's got the the Scampi Caviar, which is her brand, but then she also looks at you know, Kobe and stuff like that. So she puts really good and really good brands, but also underutilised products, Yeah. which I think, and she just gets them in front of us and normally we wouldn't have access to them or know about them. And she's so bloody passionate and that oozes through everything she does. So I think, and I've got, I probably work with my fish supplies and stuff more than I love seafood and there's a lot of really great sort of sustainable products out there. And so it's probably a little bit more to where I've navigated at this stage in my career, but yeah, I work with Brands or a king. I'm an ambassador for them. I love the product. I flew over there and I fell in love with the team and the farms. And I just saw where it all came from. And that for me is really important, knowing where your food comes from and mm. and the people behind those brands. And if I'm definitely going to eat salmon, I only eat one type of salmon. And there's a lot of reason behind that, which I'm mm. sure a lot of people know. Into that sort of toxic stuff that's come out of Tasmania which is really sad so mm. yeah definitely my heart goes towards the seafood sort of sector but definitely not limited to but yeah I it is passionate for me to make sure that whatever products even though we're such a big pub group I'm still so passionate about making sure we've got the right products on the menu and that they're from the right farms and that I know where the product comes from and that I'm really proud to serve it in the pubs and use that product so
0: I think people like Uma and obviously people like yourself who are training the industry in a way through social and people in the industry following you and understanding things and learning more. Do you think people like yourself and Uma are going to be even more important moving forward to really inspire the industry even more and train the next chefs and hospitality leaders who are coming through? Do you ever think about how important your role is in that way? Because I certainly do.
1: <laughs> I've never thought about that before. But I think definitely people like Uma, we need people and we need more people like that. And I know at the moment, Lou & Coast are doing a bit of a thing from WA. They've got an amazing brand which is a a coirer which is a pearl oyster and they're doing their sort of thing at the moment is change one thing and it's really amazing chefs and they work with annalise gregory matt stone and melissa plinkus and people like that but it's just trying to get people to think about the sustainability of the industry yeah and just and you don't have to change everything because it's impossible (laughs) It's such a big task and I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to, I've got to get rid of plastic and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And it can be really, that's a big thing for a small business and a big cost. But I think the notion of changing one thing or switching this fish, which is bad for the environment, for this product, we don't have to do everything and we can't do everything. That's when you're going to burn out. (laughs) People like that just getting us to just think better and hopefully we can be better and make the world a better place. I love that. Yeah.
0: Just one thing at a time, not everything all at once. Exactly,
1: And that's what we need to think about more. And even for myself sometimes, and I've tried to say to my team sometimes, and this is where, like, when I would fail when I was younger, because was I'd see that's where I'm going to be. That's mm. where I want to head. And it's way up there. And if you keep trying to head for that, you're going to be bitterly disappointed because it takes a long time. And sometimes you never get there. Mm. You're going to get 80% of the way there. But if you can actually create measurable wins for yourself and and places to actually head and you can actually celebrate them and go I I might not have done all this but I don't use any single use plastics or I I only use fish from good fish project that are naturally caught or whatever that thing is you will have it much you'll feel like you're actually succeeding because I think yeah if we try to do everything the reality of is we just can't so yeah the change one thing movement and that discussion along with all the work that Uma does I think it's really important.
0: That's great. That's really prolific because I I think as an industry we want to do the right things but it's overwhelming as hell if you're coming from a standing start. So if you could do small things over a longer period of time, like you may not hit, as you said, you know, that top of the hill moment
1: Mm. but you're going to
0: get bloody close. For sure. And that's a much better place than where you were before. It's
1: better than nothing, right? And I think if you think about what we've just talked about and all the different things that we've just talked about together, even that is a lot. So we're talking about culture. Diversity, equality, sustainability. You know what I mean? Like it's overwhelming. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, especially for an independent business. And then we're talking about being able to give ourselves a bit of time today. Wow. (laughs) I don't even – and thinking about it, I do one part of my role, people making sure the food's good, the culture's good and the pubs are profitable. But imagine being an owner-operator and also having everything we've just talked about plus what I've just said plus – the financials and the paying the bills and the, the invoicing and the, like, yeah. yeah. So you could do all those things
0: because <laughs> we're not a not-for-profit, so you are got to make money at the start, exactly. right? Like exactly. It's it's, it's incredibly hard. So when we talk yeah. about
1: balance, I think the important thing <coughs> is don't be too hard on yourself. And I think sometimes we are our worst critics and we look and you go, oh, but I should be doing more in this space and I should be out there more and I should be spending more time with my team. Sometimes we just need to relax a little bit. Yeah.
0: 100%. Now, we usually ask the question on the podcast of every guest at the moment, like, how are you leaving your mark and your legacy in the industry? I think we probably delved into today, like, how you're doing that in so many different ways. So I wanted to ask you, like, what you're most excited about moving forward for the rest of this year? What is it? What is in encouraging you, exciting you, giving you that energy moving forward, Talina?
1: Uh, good question <laughs> I think I in terms of legacy of the industry I'll I think quite often and in, in 25 years it's been taken now it's really my I feel like it's my part to give back and I love spending. A lot of time with, I judged as a chef of the year competition. I was working with the Nestle Golden Chefs Hat and proud to be a chef and all those sort of, those things, which really, they, they make me feel good. They're those sort of good feel piece. But uh, look, I've got some really exciting projects that are on the cards this year, which is, I love creating spaces as part of, there's this sort of day-to-day part of your role, but being able to create space and design something from the ground up is something that I'm really passionate about and it's a really nice – it's a hard job but it's a really nice feeling watching from nothing to creating a kitchen and a team and an environment and then actually opening the doors and watching people's reaction and stuff. So, yeah, got some really exciting projects coming up. Hopefully I'm going to Sri Lanka to cook at the end of the year at Christmas doing a little – yeah. What's that is, for? It's still a bit of a w- in the works, but okay. yeah, I can't say too much at the <laughs> moment, but hopefully around Christmas, New Year, getting over to Sri Lanka to do a guest chef appearance over there. and, wow. and uh, Yeah, so lots happening, always lots happening and lots to look forward to, so... But yeah, very excited. We're doing a bit of Renault's and a redevelopment of a certain space in the ESPY, which is obviously one of the most mm. iconic pubs. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but look, really excited to be doing some stuff there, which opens soon and, and I'm sure you'll see all about it soon. But yeah, heat's happening.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on today. Your honesty and everything we've talked about, I know, is not an easy thing to come on a podcast and have a chat about. So I really appreciate that. And also I wanted to thank you for the fact that you're just creating so much change and positive movement in the industry and I want to acknowledge that because that's so important for people either back of house or front of house who are in the industry moving forward. So thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, very kind.
0: What's the best way that people will find out more about you and follow you, Talena? Uh
1: I mostly spend my time on Instagram I'd say in terms of social platforms so yeah follow me Instagram Talina underscore Menzies and yeah shoot me a message if you want to chat to anything I reply and talk to people all the time so you definitely if I can help or you want to chat or whatever or you want some advice so holler at me
0: thank you so much for today's conversation as always linked up in the show notes of this podcast so you can connect with Telina, Telina Menzies thanks so much for your time
1: thank you
0: Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality. I know you would have really enjoyed that podcast. I know I definitely did. I think you probably need to re-listen to that podcast. It was so good. So thanks so much for tuning in. Please comment, like, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're obviously making this content with the industry in mind. So we'd love you to share it along with those that you know and think would love this conversation. Thanks again. And until next time, stay well, everyone. HOSPO is all about connection with your customers and your team but what if your tools could also connect? That's where Square comes in. Square for restaurants connects your front of house to your back of house, your team to their schedules and connects new revenue streams with your marketing to reach new customers. Whether you have one location or many, square has everything your business needs to connect your vision to reality learn more by visiting square.com restaurants